You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? with Jay Dubs and Rocky. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rockin Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Day. Happy, happy <laughs> No, I was like, it's, uh, what is it? Happy Nooner Time. It's Nooner Time. It's Nooner Time somewhere. I know. We're all a little distracted this it's morning. Nooner, I know. Yes, we're so distracted. That's not good. I think it was we snow. We have threw a, us off. We have a, a educator in the house. I know. Yeah. We should not be this distracted. I did not yeah. realize it was going to snow today. So when I woke up, and I, I was knew like, it was going to snow. I think that's for everybody. I thought like, it was going to be like it was the day before. Yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. So I, I think up. maybe that's why everybody's a little. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the snow. I know. It's so pretty though. I knew. And you know what? I knew I was going to get a text from Nora this morning. I said, oh, she is not adjusted to the Michigan climate from St. Nope. Thomas. Nope. Still. And I knew it this morning. She texts it. starts yeah. off with, hi, uh, it's snowing. snowing. I was I like, I know. Now the second one's going to be, I can't drive I can't in this. I can't drive in the snow. <laughs> and I said, yes, you can. <laughs> You're yes, a big girl. And look at you. You made and it. And I put on my big girl pants. You did. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Took that leap of faith. Yay. Right? So, 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 so hmm. did anybody watch the Academy Awards? No. No. You guys are, see... I love to watch award shows, even I if they're boring, them. because I like then the I, music I get ones. to see yeah, all the all the that. messed up parts and all the good parts too. But it was really good. You you know was that yeah was it even, political? Because I just can't watch them anymore. No, it now really, that they've gotten no. You know Jimmy Kimmel was the host, right? Yeah. So he's kind of subtle in in things, but yeah. it, it was more. It was so much fun. They actually uh, showed a wrinkle in time at the theater next door. Oh, cool! And I guess they people got in for free or whatever. Oh, cool. And they he went over, him and a bunch of other stars, like big name stars, uh-huh. went over with baskets with candy and all kinds of movie stuff. Oh. They had a, 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 a big hero long sandwich that they walked in with. They had wow. hot dogs and stuff and surprised the people. They were like, oh, my God. Oh, you know? that is so cool. And so they show the people at the Oscars waving at the people at the theater. And oh, that is so cool. It was like. <laughs> Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't like the Oscars normally are. You know, it's all this pomp and circumstance and all this. So then he goes, 
this is a long show and you're wondering what he's going to say. And he's like, and you were, we're trying to think of ways to, you know, to make it go faster. And he goes, so whoever has the shortest speech <laughs> wins this. And then Don Pardo, tell them what they've won. <laughs> <laughs> and this, the curtain opens and it's a jet ski. With <laughs> that is so funny. Are you funny. serious? <laughs> Oh, that's and funny. Helen Mirren, which is, I'm trying to think of a movie she's in. But anyway, she's a really good actress. She's like the model. That is it, it so was funny. hilarious. Oh, that is really funny. So the whole funny. theme of the night was, okay, I'm trying to wrap it up. I want that jet ski. You know, so everybody's yeah. coming up. Oh, saying, really? It was so, it was, it was fun. That is yeah. hilarious. Okay. That's awesome. And the, wow. the, wait, I just want to say this yeah, one last thing. Go thing. ahead. You can say the more than that. The Shape of Water, which is the movie about the woman falling in love with the sea monster guy. Uh, it won like a bunch of Oscars. It won Best Picture. And I still don't know how a movie with a sea monster <laughs> and a woman falling in love with a sea monster. But hey. Oh, is that <laughs> what this is about? I, I don't go I don't, to movies. Yeah, so I'm not I, like just. Unless it's a Marvel movie, I'm usually oh, not. And she like, was deaf oh, too. She's, she's, she's deaf and she falls in love with a sea monster. So maybe really? her feelings are deeper or t- I don't know I'm, d- I'm done yeah. with that <laughs> is Shape no of Water the theme song for that that's the name mm. of the movie Shape of Water no the Shape, Shape of You Shape that's of You I'm getting oh, all confused yeah so. I'm like what <laughs> she's so you. funny yeah she was like, yeah it could be changed I'm in love with your scales oh there you go <laughs> Look at know. you writing. Hey, oh, hey. I think our guest is bringing that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You're going to be on a feature. Oh, okay. No. I, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So, well, no, I didn't watch the Oscars, but on Monday, um, I went and did a photo shoot for Brio Box. Okay. Which is super cool. So my friend, Anna Marie, it's her brother-in-law. They do these boxes and they're like lifestyle tech boxes so they send them out quarterly so we went and did a photo shoot for that what's a lifestyle tech tech box box. so it's like like a cell phone it's a subscription well kind of like it has accessories and like like um i can't really give away what was in the box but it was really cool stuff that was in there and is it a new company or uh i think they've been around for a couple years i think they're so it's a kind of smart idea yeah so it's a really Mm. good idea and the stuff they had in there i was like really (laughs) so like a subscription type yeah so it's a subscription box it comes four times a year so it's quarterly. Okay. So when they do kind of like every season, they kind of have a So they didn't give thing. you a box? For no, they didn't give me a box. Uh, so what did you do? You modeled? Yeah, so we modeled some of the products, which was really fun. So it's oh. kind of like my first. Like, was Don Pardo there? <laughs> oh, how cool. Yeah, it was fun though. So well, I that's met some really people. Neat. So that was really cool. So I want to get those guys on the show here. But um, great. Speaking of the Oscars though, uh-huh. I have to ask a question. Uh-huh. Are you guys into the conspiracy theory stuff? Some no. people are so kind of, sort of, yeah. Some of them, you know, yeah. So I watch because I'm not like not the biggie in in Tupac. Okay, dead. that's interesting not, because they're, yeah. I've been watching that the unsolved murder. So yeah. is, is that a conspiracy so, or is yeah, that a cover up? Yeah, well, it's like, like conspiracy that, theories, like that he's really not dead. He's but like, living so on I'm, island oh, somewhere. I don't oh, care yeah. about any conspiracy theories yeah. except <laughs> when it comes to food. Like I don't know what it is. <laughs> I watched um, uh, I so I watched Food Inc. and then I just watched What the Health. And so now I'm like all paranoid again. Uh-huh. And like, but that's what it does. When yeah. You, watch those you think it's a conspiracy? I don't. I well, I think I I truly like, you know, I believe that, you know, our food isn't really like, I think it's all it is all processed. I mean, mm-hmm. we know that for a fact, but mm-hmm. just the things that they. You know, but is put that a conspiracy in. or is that just a, a way to they, um, people say reduce a, cost and make 
money. I mean, is that really a conspiracy? Well, it's a conspiracy because if it was a way that they would put everything on there, yeah, they, they would tell you what they're doing. Right. People, people wouldn't have to sneak in to the pig farms and all that yeah. to watch what they're doing and all that. Oh. And have to have hidden yeah. cameras yeah. and things like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh. it's, so yeah, so it's just, I watch these and I'm like, I get torn because I'm like, okay, you know, I have to keep in mind there's always like two sides to every yeah, story, you yeah, know what I mean? But yeah. at the same but time, I'm never I'm like, eating chicken again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not eating meat. I'm not yeah, yeah. So I like, I, I get so like, you know, into them. So my sister, so I, I'm the only one in our house that cares about this stuff. Okay. <laughs> so my sister texts me and she's like, cause I watched Food Inc and I got all bent out of shape about uh-huh. it, you know, and I'm trying to tell everybody, you know, no one's listening to me because yeah, no one, everything's going crazy. Too, yeah. And then my sister watches <laughs> What the Health and she texts me and she's like, Okay, you know, she's texting me all these questions. I'm like, I know, I told you. And I was like, I don't, she was like, watch, you know, watch this because I hadn't watched it yet. I saw it on Netflix and I was like, I'm not going to watch it because I know how I get about these things. I get all worked up mm-hmm. and all bent out of shape mm-hmm. about it. And she's like, no, you got to watch it. We can be bent out of shape together. I was like, all right, good. As long as I have somebody now, like an accomplice with me. Right. You know, so, so there's like, going to be two of you against yep. us. Two of yeah. us. The yeah. rest of us. Yeah, well, working. I think if you can be a hypochondriac with, with medicine, you could be the same with food. Oh, and I'm, all a, I'm a freak Especially about it. if you're, you're watching so many different different yeah. programs and it's out more yeah you know, it's all on facebook it's you know everybody's yeah. putting it see out i there, feel so. like because i was having a conversation with my sister about it and we we're talking i was like you know because she was like you know mcdonald's is this and that and i was like who like you know that mcdonald's is bad for mm-hmm. you like i don't feel really like 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 they're putting ca- anything yeah, over you <laughs> i don't care you know what right. i mean i don't eat fast food or whatever so i don't really care like, you know, going into McDonald's right. is going to be bad for you. Right. You know, if I know right. if I eat a carton of Oreos, that's going to be bad for me. Uh-huh. So it's like that kind of stuff is like whatever. But it's like the other things that you think that are good for you, mm-hmm. like the meat and cheese and things that you think you're making healthy mm-hmm. choices that they're really pumped with, like right. stuff that you don't know right. about. And Still. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, it's just kind of crazy because I was like, that's where I get like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. they're talking about McDonald's. I'm like, I don't care about McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You know, that's bad for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have our guilty pleasures. That's mm-hmm. whatever, you know. But when it comes to the other stuff, I was like, I get bent out of shape about it. Oh. Well, well, I'm going to have a McDonald fry. I know. I, and and I, I didn't say I, fries. I said a fry. Just one. I'm going to have a just fry. I'll have the rest of them. I was going to say, we can share them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I have been watching the Unsolved Murders of uh, yeah, Biggie and Tupac. Are you watching it? No, I haven't. Oh, I'm, I'm still on the Versace murder. And I am oh, and are? I just got finished with the Patty Hearst documentary oh. they did. Because I was really, she oh. should have stayed in jail. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. I didn't see Wait, that. Wait, the Versace murder. Yeah, the Versace murder. They they're really, the Versace so family good. is upset about oh, that yeah, documentary. But they're focusing more on the killer yeah and that's what they were upset about he i didn't realize he had killed so many people before yeah. he got to Versace. yeah Versace. But, mm-hmm. wow yeah it's really mm-hmm. good so. and then i watched the death row chronicles yeah too. i know you were watching. boy that yeah. was so good that was that's really so good funny. but um anyway speaking of hip-hop and rap music yeah. we have mc school in the house today the educational rapper (laughs) love it Uh, so anyway let's get on with our favorite segment this segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen they set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. 
Our guest today says, Make, mistakes are proof that you are learning. It was a line in his 99 Math Problems parody by Jay-Z. He's an educator, entrepreneur, and rapper who is revolutionizing mathematics education right here in Detroit. Kids know him as MC School, but the National Tutoring Association has named him 2018 Tutor of the Year. Rowan Shaw has made his mission teaching has made it his mission to teach math in a way that caters to students' individual needs through his company, Diagnostics. The online tutoring company uses Rowan's theory of diagnosing students' misunderstanding and devising an appropriate treatment, a theory he wrote about in his book, Teach Like a Doctor. With a growing fan base and classroom, he is in the studio with us today to tell us how he does it all. Welcome, Welcome. to the Nooner Show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah. MC School. So mm-hmm. school is an acronym for spread knowledge using lyrics and entertainment. Yep, that's right. It, this whole thing is so fascinating. And we were talking a little bit before we started the show. And, you you know, you obviously look very young because you are young. But when you read everything that you have you know, figured out and, and accomplished and, um, and, and you're spearheading this whole movement, this whole change, I would think you were 50 or 60 years old, <laughs> you know? So right. it's pretty impressive and amazing. Um, so we want to start off with Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> First, yeah, definitely. Congratulations. 18th Thank year you. of the year. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, let's start off with your company, Diagnostics, right? right yeah. Okay. Yep. So tell us about that. Yeah, so diagnostics. Yeah, so with the spelled with a K N O W uh, in the name, right? Right. Uh, so basically, uh, well, I guess it depends. Do you want me to start from the beginning or sort of? Uh, yeah, yeah. Start from like, how did you start it? Why did you start it? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I guess uh, just to you know backtrack even further, uh, I guess I sort of started. Uh, in high school, I was just really interested in how people learn, you know, because I, uh, that's sort of where it originally started, you know, my passion for helping people learn. Okay. And uh, basically, I experimented on, you know, probably 100 students during my, you know, early years of high school, <laughs> and just tried to figure out different ways in which people learned. And at the same time, I had, uh, you know, a job at Taco Bell, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> making minimum wage. And that's when I was approached by this tutoring company called Far From Standard Tutoring. This mm. was back in, you know, uh, 05, 06. And essentially, they gave me a job as a math tutor because apparently I was taking a lot of their uh, oh. business by giving free tutoring <laughs> at the library. Wow. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, why not? And, you know, when I found out that that was going to pay me three times as much, I was right. like, all right, you know, what, when do yeah. I start, right? <laughs> so did, mm-hmm. just, did you know then, it, like, when did you know you wanted to be a teacher? Um, so, yeah, I think it was right then in high school. So I guess uh, I, I was always sort of, you know, excelled at math. But then people would ask me all the time, like, how do you learn math so well? And my reaction would always just be, well, you can too, right? And mm-hmm. I just didn't get why, uh, you know, I was like, why don't other people understand it also, right? And then so I just was on a mission to figure out, you know, exactly where those misconceptions are, how they arise, and how do we fix that, right? Wow. That's, that's great because yeah. you could have just said, well, yeah, I, I learned fast. And this, yeah. Right, that, right. You know. yeah. I'm just smarter than you. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like, you know, anyone can learn any math. I firmly believe that. So, wow. wow. You know, I, even I, us. I wanna even be, us. I want to be yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Take us from you start 
tutoring them right, the yeah. company yep. right so in I, high school. Yep, that's right. And uh, at this, uh, it's uh, interesting because at that same time, that's when uh, during my senior year of high school, you know, I was running for my uh, high school's National Honor Society president, <coughs> and you know, they had like four hundred people in the club, and you know, because wow. uh, it was a high school of six thousand kids, and oh, wow. eighteen people running for president. And so to make my speech stand out, I uh, wrote my first rap song. (laughs) And so, so, yep, so I wrapped the speech that way and, you know, I ended up winning the election. And then after that, I was like, okay, you know what? Huh, maybe there is something to rapping for, you know, not just for music, but also Mm -hmm. for getting a message across. Mm So, uh, but then I didn't really go further with my uh, rapping back then. I just focused on the tutoring and, uh, during, uh, I then got a full scholarship to the University of Michigan at Ann Arbor. So I, you know, wow. uh, went there. And because I had taken so many college classes in high school, I basically started college as a senior. Wow. And, and so, uh, you know, when I started at U of M, I basically barely attended classes. I was basically just tutoring about 100 hours a week wow. uh, during my freshman and sophomore year of U of M, which, wow. again, I was already done with classes by the end of my freshman year. So I just took extra, you know, grad classes during, you know, the next year because it was all paid for so but mostly I was just tutoring and again figuring out how people learn and so by the end of my first year at U of M when I was 18 uh, the company offered me you know money to write a book for them which was about uh, just calculus you know because I had uh, you know all the students who wanted calc tutoring were apparently requesting me and so I was like all right why not to help other tutors uh, teach it also so I you know wrote a book called acing calculus and uh, Kaplan uh, which is another big tutoring company in Lansing, mm-hmm. uh, their manager sort of, you know, read it and then they contacted me and wanted to make me the head of the math there. And, you know, wow. with, with uh, you know, loyalty, of course, I showed the letter to my boss and uh, he's like, well, how about I give you even more money and buy you a car and make you the head of math oh my over God. here? Wow. What kind of car? What kind of <laughs> <laughs> it was an Oldsmobile Alero. <laughs> but oh I, I would have said yes anyway. They yeah. could just match the offer. But I was like, right. all right, okay, oh, why wow. not? Um, so then I uh, was head of math at Far From Standard, and they had about seven branches in Michigan. And uh, I so just went around and trained math tutors. That was mostly my job in addition to still tutoring. And uh, that's when I started developing uh, what I call T-theory, where it's like T1, T2, you know, where just different tutoring moves, different Mm -hmm. things that a tutor could do Mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, again, help their student learn. And again, just figuring out the best reaction in response to what you observe, right? So just making it very systematic and scientific. Uh, And then I got more interested in just like doing research in education. And so... I then realized uh, that, you know, a PhD programs usually just give you a space to do a lot of original research and publish a lot and, you know, discover new theories. And so I uh, then applied and got into U of M's PhD program in education. So just when I was about to, you know, uh, say, you know what, all right, I'm going to start my PhD now. I just finished my bachelor's and so just when I was about to do that, the uh, guy at Far From Standard, he was going to, you know, quit and go to California for another opportunity. And he offered me, the the CEO offered me uh, the CEO job of Far From Standard. And I was like, well, I was about to quit uh, (laughs) and start graduate school. And he's like, well, you could start graduate school also. You could hire like a couple of vice presidents to do the day-to-day. You could just oversee because the Ann Arbor branch, which I ran, was the most profitable of the seven. So he's like, you know, rather than hiring somebody from outside, you know, I might as well. 
And I was like, I'm not legally old enough to drink yet. <laughs> yeah, I just want people right. to know he looks like he's like 12. So, yeah. so we're right. like sitting here with our mouths open oh. as he's talking. Wow. You can't believe it. Right. So yeah. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 20 and you want to make me the CEO? And he's like, oh, well... Uh, you know, you're again, your branch made more profits than any other branches. You're about to start a doctoral degree and you've written a book. So I think you're qualified. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, you know what? YOLO, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm using that word wrong because usually when people say YOLO, they don't mean Something I'm going to. Something bad's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So but, have you have you ever felt like overwhelmed? Uh, yeah. So okay. so basically, I was definitely overwhelmed that mm-hmm. first year of, uh, you know, I basically slept around two hours a night, so I had to wow. train my body to require less sleep, and I was just basically, yeah, just working all day, oh, wow. and I was still in graduate school, so I'd, you know, attend grad school classes, but then I would, it sort of worked out where a lot of the work I did sort of overlap with the research I had to do for grad school okay. anyways, where yeah. uh, sort of training the tutors, I would get some data, and then that would count as like, you know, research uh, a research project for grad school, so it was kind of working, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, not really though, because I was sleeping two hours a night in Sacramento. Sacrificing oh, my health, wow. but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's when we started making online YouTube videos, and this was uh, around the time when Khan Academy was starting. So Khan Academy is this popular online YouTube video series, and so uh, back when they were starting, we were starting at the same time. So at some point, we were like neck and neck, and um, some of my videos that I posted back in 2010 got like millions of views, and these right. were just boring videos of me teaching calculus, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but wow. I'm pretty sure I've watched actually one of your videos. Yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah, I bet, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I was just trying to be innovative there, you know, just because no one was doing math on YouTube at that time in 2009 to 2010. And I was like, you know, why not? Uh, And so I was trying to just do more things like that. And then uh, one year into all that, into the PhD and the CEO job, I ended up having uh, massive back pain out of nowhere. Oh, wow. And I just didn't know what the cause was. And that's when I ended up having to, you know, I take, you know, scaled back on my job. And eventually, six months into doing all sorts of other treatments, it didn't really work. I ended up having to have surgery. And oh, then, wow. uh, and so that's sort of where it works both ways. Cause the doctor looks at me, he's like, seriously, you're about to have a surgery that usually like 40 year olds have, yeah. oh, you know? Goodness. And so he's like, so yeah, you're literally a 40 year old career wise, but also health wise. So mm-hmm. you need to take care of your health son. Wow. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh boy. Okay. I guess I should, you know? So I then started to scale back a little bit and started to, you know, work only 60 hours a week, but, oh my God. <laughs> but, but the, don't back... you feel like a loser now? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, know, I, know, I, I know. Only 60 hours. Yeah. yeah, only 60 yeah. hours. But, but then even then the back pain, even after the surgery didn't go away. And so it was just too overwhelming. And so I just, you know, I was 23 at the time and I was mm. like, all right, you know what? I've been doing this for a couple of years now and it's just all too much. And I haven't taken a day off since I was 14 and oh I need gosh. to just rest. And so I, Quit, dropped out of the PhD program and quit the CEO job, and then just took six months of you know just took time just off. Resting. I was right, exactly. Yeah. I was like, Good you know, I've you. Uh, right, exactly. I was like, you know, I've saved up enough money to at least live for a few years. Yeah, uh, I jokingly called it my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And uh, did think, you travel? Or did you uh, yeah, yeah, I traveled. Yeah. I went to Japan and oh, wow. Amsterdam I've been there. and London. Yeah? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just got to do the things that I never, mm-hmm. you know, had time to do. Good I played video games, whatever that is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Watched Netflix, and I was like, "Wow, this is what people do <laughs> like, <laughs> every week." <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure, this I'm, is why they're not right, learning. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure, like, you would get up in the morning. You yep. know, and you're like, hey, I don't have to do anything. I know. It was, I was I like, that was weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah the first sure. week was awesome, but then after that, I was you're bored. Like, I'm I like, was, I was just going to say, wait, right. wasn't it difficult, though, for it, your mind? Because I would imagine yeah. your mind probably. Yeah, exactly. Going. You have to focus on something. Exactly. You know? And yeah. that's sort of exactly what ended up happening. <laughs> and that's why six months into that, I unretired. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, thankfully, U of M was nice enough where they gave me a master's degree, you know, because I had three years of the PhD done. And so uh, that was my consolation prize. (laughs) But um, but yeah, so then what I ended up doing was uh, I just started thinking a lot about, you know, my back pain. And I was like, you know what, how do do I get rid of this? And Mm -hmm. so I started, you know, just really just reading up on a lot of just medical, uh, just medical knowledge and just talking to different doctors. And uh, at the same time, I was invited to speak at the National Tutoring Association. Every year they had been sort of inviting me to, you know, give uh, give a speech on my tutoring theory, but every year I'd been uh, turning them down because it was, you know, proprietary company secrets mm-hmm. right at Far From Standard oh, and I okay. wasn't allowed to. Okay. Uh, but then, you know, when I was like, hey, technically I'm a free agent now. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I, so six months into my retirement, when I contacted Far From Standard to see if I could present on any of the stuff, turns out that the company ended up closing down just like four months after I oh, wow. uh, quit. And you didn't know? Mm-hmm. You didn't know at the time? Uh-huh. Or you kinda... Right. Well, it it had just happened. So, oh, you wow. know, yeah. So like, uh, yep. So I called and they're like, yeah, we're actually just closing down now. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll, everything's up for grabs. It's so. because you mm-hmm. left, right? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, because I was saying, doing yeah. like wow. you know several people's worth of work, yeah. Which was also in retrospect like a problem. Like as a management mm-hmm. thing, I was I was very micromanaging. I was going to say yep. you, you, oh. you weren't able to, to delegate. I wasn't able to yep. delegate. Right. That's, That's uh, that was the lesson I learned as a manager. Yeah. Is you know yeah. you have to learn to trust people and right. to delegate. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I just have to do everything and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, and so that's why when I left, you know. Yeah, so that's not sustainable, right? I think when you when you push yourself, when, mm-hmm. you know, when you 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 want things done a certain way, yep. you always feel like you're the only one that can do <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm the only oh, yeah. one that can do uh-huh. that. That's you, Nor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. So I definitely so learned true. that lesson uh-huh. the hard way. Yeah. Yep. So then uh so somewhere between uh thinking about what am I going to present on at the National Tutoring Association conference and just trying to visit different doctors to figure out my back pain and how I can get rid of that, I sort of realized that, huh, whether I'm talking to the chief of surgery or just a a new resident doctor, they all have like a method to their madness, right? They ask the same sort of set of questions at first. And Mm -hmm. there's definitely an art to being a good doctor, but there's also like a clear science to being a good doctor Mm -hmm. and a method to their madness. And I realized, you know, my whole career at that point was about training new educators and how do you train new teachers? And uh, essentially the the field, very vague stuff, right? Like uh, even one of the classes I taught at U of M when I was a grad student. So as a PhD student, you usually teach undergrad classes, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the classes I taught was math for teachers. And I was given the curriculum of how to teach it. And essentially, it's like important but vague guidelines. Mm. So for example, we'd say, all right, so for your students, and again, these are students who are going to be teachers. Right. Um, all right, make sure that in their you know presentations that they're 
they're having a written out lesson plan and make sure that they're you know including all their students in their activities and so these are important things but they're also very vague right mm-hmm. like like those two things doesn't like tell you how to teach how quadratic to, equations right. Right? right so it's like vague but important guidelines and i'm like what if doctors were trained that way? Like, imagine mm. it's like your, you know, second day in med school and they're like, all right, you know what? You're about to do your first surgery, mm-hmm. an appendectomy. But here's the thing. Make sure, it's important, make sure the patient does not use a lot of blood, right? That's that's important, right? right? Make sure you use the right amount of anesthesia. That's mm-hmm. also important. Other than that, you know, just do the anesthesia, do the appendectomy however you want to. Yeah. Oh, like, that's scary. That's scary. <laughs> that is, that is scary. That's really scary. But that's exactly what's happening in education right now. That's mm-hmm. how teachers are trained. That's interesting. Uh, and that's scary right. too. Exactly. Yeah. And that should be scary. Mm-hmm. Teachers don't become good teachers until they trial and error a few years on the job, right? Right. right. And so... So that's the thing. So like if you're a first year teacher, essentially, it's not even your fault, but you're bound to make so many mistakes and (laughs) your students that year are going to suffer. And so it won't be until a few years of trialing and erring until you're going to realize, oh, wait, these are the misconceptions that students have. Uh, These are the good classroom management techniques and so on. Right. So you're not really trained to do a lot of those things. Again, Mm -hmm. nobody who's ever taught quadratic equations has ever been told this is the best way to teach quadratic equations. Mm -hmm. It's just been vague guidelines. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me take a stab at making something very specific, right? Again, just like with if you're learning how to do an appendectomy, it's going to take weeks uh, of training and it's going to take a lot of specific right. knowledge of the gastrointestinal system and mm-hmm. different medications and drugs and interactions. So it's like so I started developing some of that just terminology, not keeping it not making it too hard, but just something that, you know, I was like, all right, if if you observe that a student is answering this question this way, then they probably have memorizitis or if they're af- if they're getting the uh, equation right but they don't know how to do the story problem, then they have applicatosis, right? <laughs> and so so, so like, you know, so little things like that. And yeah. it's like, how can you treat applicatosis or, you know, compartmentalization? So I just made it up like names for like 30 or so diseases after just, you know, doing, you know, research on a few uh, practice students. You know, mm-hmm. I just like uh, had a lot of, uh, you know, math questions for them, see how they reacted did what exactly I would do to tutor them and figured out, you know, the names for the different misconceptions. Right? Now, did you spend any mm-hmm. time with doctors at all to observe? Yeah, right. So the doctors that I, uh, you know, went to for my back pain, I would uh, go after hours and say, hey, can I just observe what you're doing for this? You know? Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. So I did a little bit of that. And that's when I sort of realized some of the, uh, you know, just even something as basic as the terminology, mm-hmm. but also just like the way they go about things. And that's where I just borrowed some of that terminology at the least for, you know, okay. when I was developing so this cool. theory. It's fantastic. Yeah, I um, I, mm-hmm. I read um, an interview that you did with uh, the Michigan Daily. And uh-huh. It was done by uh, Jennifer Meir, which was a great article and a great interview. Mm-hmm. And y- you uh, were quoted as saying when you were talking about um, how to teach kids math, mm-hmm. um, you said rather than forcing them to pay attention to the math, why not make the math compelling? And it's so interesting because a lot of the business mentors that I uh, follow, mm-hmm. one of the things that they always say to get employee engagement is instead of um, you know pushing your objectives onto them, try pulling them to the yeah, objectives. Absolutely, I, it, it's sort of like what you're. Mm-hmm doing. Absolutely. Right, right, right. Exactly. And so that's sort of where uh, the sort of uh, idea for school.org and MC School comes in uh, is, uh, well, I guess essentially what happened was that was one of the diseases, the (laughs) educational diseases 
uh, that there wasn't really a treatment for, right? Like, what if a student wasn't motivated to learn, right? Because, right. uh, like, all this, all the other diseases sort of assumed that, you know, a student at least wants to learn, but they're just not able to because, you know, they have certain right, misconceptions. Right, right, exactly. But, you know, if the patient spits out the pill, it's not going to work, right? Right. So it's like, how do you, if a student, there's no buy-in, then how do you get them? And so, I, mm-hmm. so for a while, I didn't really have like an answer to that. So I just sort of, you know, brushed that aside. And, you know, when I was developing the theory, um, oh, and I guess just to finish that story off, essentially what ended up happening was once I came up with these, you know, disease names, I... Uh, went to the conference in Florida for the National Tutoring Association. Uh, do you guys know who George Takei is? He's this mm-hmm. uh, actor from Star Trek yes. from the 70s. Yes. Yeah, uh, I love yeah. he's yeah. like a uh-huh. 76-year-old gay Asian guy uh-huh. on Facebook, but he has like 10 and million followers. he's funny, followers. too. He's funny, right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, so he was actually in a Japanese internment camp uh, yes. back in the 40s. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, back then, uh, apparently, you know, a lot of tutors uh, snuck into the internment camps and tutored the kids really? who were there for years. Oh, wow, you know, that's wow. interesting. Uh, so that way they weren't yeah. behind when they got out, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so he was the keynote speaker at the tutoring conference. That's and, oh, amazing, wow. you yeah. know? Because so he, he's talked about that, yeah. about him being in the internment camp and how they came to his house. And, right, oh, wow. right. And knocked on the door on American soil. Yeah. Wow. And took them out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And so he was the keynote speaker. And so my speech was thankfully right before his, not after his. <laughs> I, like, I yeah, cannot follow I, that. I say, yeah, you can follow Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so afterwards, he wanted to have lunch with me. And I was like, oh, awesome. So wow. obviously your speech oh, yeah. was pretty good. <laughs> right? Obviously. Right. Yeah. I guess. And yeah. so uh, basically he's like, all right, so what are you doing with this? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I just sort of retired a few months ago. So <laughs> I wasn't really planning on anything. And he's like, do something, you know, like uh, maybe start like a nonprofit or uh, write a book about the diseases or something oh, like wow. that. Right? And I was like, OK, I'll, I'll think about that. And then I sort of started working on, you know, the book Teach Like a Doctor, which actually comes out in uh, May. OK, so, oh, uh, wow. great. Yeah. Okay. So, Congratulations. Um, yeah. yeah, Thank you. Uh, and so I started, you know, putting together the, you know, disease names and just putting something that educators can use. And uh, when I, you know, came back home, I was like talking with one of my, you know, friends who used to work at Far From Standard as well. And uh, I was like, hey, so what do you think about starting a tutoring company? Like, Mm -hmm. because at this point I'm having all these ideas, but I think we should have something like an actual company. And Mm -hmm. again, at that point I I was, I'm a very risk averse person. I don't like to take risks. Right. Which is funny. A lot of people look at me. I don't say that. I just think I thought you were the, uh, the risk loving. Exactly. I watched you. uh, Until you started getting into the math. I was like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Right. Exactly. People always assume I'm I'm risk loving. And that's the thing. I think I am. I just think I'm risk averse. Uh, But I just like to make very calculated decisions, right? So I think a lot before it. And so I was like, well, I don't know if I want to risk my whole life savings or at least half of my life savings on starting my own business. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know what? Life's short. I'm going to regret it if I don't. So I, you know, got an office space in an arbor. Uh, you know, hired 10 tutors and five marketers. And I was like, you know wow. what? Let's wow. do this. Well, we're so glad that mm-hmm. you did. Wait, yeah. so so mm-hmm. was that MC school or is mm-hmm. that the... Yeah. That's diagnostics. Diagnostic. That's diagnostics. Right. Okay. So then I was like, yeah, I was brainstorming names. And I was like, all right, what's a name that sort of represents something with, you know, medicine, Medical. but also right. education, right? Right, right. And so eventually after hours of brainstorming, mm-hmm. I, you know, my friends and I came up with diagnostics. Okay. And so that's when we started that. And uh, yeah, so it was great. We were able to become profitable within the first year. Wow. Uh, And so, uh, and again, that's when I started off working 100 hours a week, but then a month into it, I was like, nope, I don't want to repeat my mistakes Uh again. So I started delegating more and I, you know, started work. I, again, I was... 
somewhere between 50 and 60 hours mm-hmm. a week. I was like, you know, I got to take care of my health also. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, because I'm old now, right now I'm 25. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, not, like what that. are we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Uh, 30? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, he didn't say anything He's with good. me. He's He's just said 30 for you. 30 as <laughs> yeah, okay. well. You guys are twins. Yeah, no. Yeah. We right. are twins. Though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe, maybe 35. Yeah, okay. 35. We'll take it. We'll go for 35. Okay, so then keep going. Yep, so then... Um, so a few months into running diagnostics, it was all going well. But then uh, one issue I started having was, you know, scalability, because mm-hmm. a lot of it relied on me training the tutors, you know, a lot of hours. And even then there was, it's like, you know, again, doctors, they go through like a residency program. Here right. I had like mm-hmm. a few weeks to train these people before, you know, they're you out, out tutoring there, students. Right. right, exactly. And so I was like, huh, there needs to either be like an extensive training thing. But then I was like, you know, but people don't really grow up saying I want to be a tutor for a living. And mm-hmm. I'm not really going to get people who are going to like spend a year training with me before they're going to get paid. Right. And so I was talking to a friend of mine who was a uh, he was an engineer at NASA. He w- went to undergrad with me and he had just quit that. And he was looking for something new to do. And as he and I were talking, he was saying how, you know, you could uh, write a computer program that actually diagnoses the student based on what questions they're answering. Mm, That way the tutor doesn't need to, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, go through the diagnosing because they might make mistakes in how they diagnose them. And then they're like, and further, as far as the treatment, the treatment's usually just a specific type of explanation or a specific type of problem set that you would give the student. And so he's like, and again, the tutor, that way they don't have to come up with it. Right. What if we just like output a video of you or, you know, a certain problem that you would pose or something like that right. that they would practice? And so, and there you go. That's that's basically it. That's like a robot version of you. That's mm-hmm. robot Rohan. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know, man. That would take like thousands of videos because for every little topic, it'd have to be the different ways I'd respond. Right. And he's like, well, let's get started. And I was like, wow. all right, you know what? Let's. <laughs> so for the next two years, I basically just filmed thousands of videos. So we have about 7,000 little videos wow. uh, for different math topics. And uh, he started on the coding. And so we hired a couple of programmers and uh Basically, uh, I realized that, you know, longer term, instead of in-person tutoring, my energy is better spent trying to tutor millions of kids, Mm -hmm. not just hundreds of kids. And so uh, that's where I was like, I just sort of decided to go all into the, uh, you know, tech side of things and trying to develop this online software. So over the next few years, we sort of started phasing out the in-person tutoring and sort of replacing it with the online platform because I was like, you know what? I guess I'm running, otherwise I was running the business as if it's the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, I got to get you into gotta this. got to come into it. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, yep. So we basically ended up doing that. And uh, actually just last year, we had our first beta version of it out. Wow. And uh, of the software. And again, so students would, you know, log in, answer math questions. And based on their incorrect answers, a different video of me would pop up. And mm-hmm. then they would get more wow. different questions based on uh, whether they're getting them right or wrong. So it's customized that way, right? Yeah, I wish and you were so, around when uh, I was going to oh, school. No. <laughs> so this is the students mm-hmm. subscribe to this, right? Yep. Or enroll? Is that how it works? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's kind of like Netflix where you just go online and you just like you subscribe online and there's like a free free trial for anybody so they could just you know sign up for free exactly see if they want to do it do you target Uh, so right now it's more uh more of like end of high school uh early college and so the next uh right now we're developing stuff for younger kids like middle school and uh early high school as well uh so so basically with the younger kids it's sort of like in person sort of makes a little bit more sense because there's so many you know uh, it's harder to keep their attention Mm -hmm. uh but but essentially for the older kids, this sort of seems to work, especially younger kids 
uh, they've sort of grown up with just everything available online. So mm-hmm. a lot of times they're actually reluctant to meet somebody in person. They get like they shy. They really do it online. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. And so this way it's like, uh, it's interesting because This is their world. Right, yeah, exactly. Really. This is their world, that. right. <laughs> oh, okay. Exactly. Great. But this way it's not just like online YouTube videos because everyone watches the same YouTube video, but here it's customized based on which questions you're which getting you wrong. Wow. Right. That's so that way so you're not great. wasting your time, but do, also. Mm-hmm. Do the teachers around the mm-hmm. country or is this mm-hmm. even around the world? Mm-hmm. Do you get students from around the world? Uh, so in our during our beta version of it, yeah, we ended up having a lot of students sort of sign up, but we also also figured a, a lot of the bugs that we had in our software and a lot mm-hmm. of the other issues mm-hmm. that we need to, needed to do. So then for the past few months, we you know stopped the the trial and we just started developing more. And actually, uh, just just last week we are sort of in a place now where we're mostly done. So now we have three schools that are so it's still not open to the public yet. Oh, okay. That'll probably be okay. in. Uh, in June or July, depending on how the you know testing goes. Mm-hmm. But we started last week uh, testing in three schools, and so right now that's going on. Where again, we're and so far the results look like they're pretty good. So wow. fingers so, crossed. So are you hopefully mm-hmm. trying to bring it out at mm-hmm. the same time as the book, or are you mm-hmm. just? Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's a good idea. Yep. And so. So essentially what ended up happening was after I filmed all the videos, there was still a lot of programming to be done. So I sort of found myself with some time off. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, all right, because I sort of, you know, was done. And I was like, you know what? Uh, Maybe... I should figure out, you know, how to motivate students. Because remember, that was the one disease that I didn't really have that treatment mm-hmm. for, right? What if a student is not motivated to learn? What if the patient mm-hmm. spits out the pill? And I was like, all right. And uh, the more I, you know, reflected on things, again, the way students learn, every kid memorizes rap songs like the day after it comes <laughs> out. But, you know, three years later, they still don't have basic equations memorized. Because, right, again, right. they're not compelling enough. And I was like, all right. Well, to make it, uh, you know, compelling enough, we got to excite them somehow. And it, it's funny, it works both ways where for the younger kids, they're actually like excited about the music. You know, if, right. I, if you have a song about math, they're like, whoa, that is so cool. Yeah. And for the older kids, like, uh, it's funny because for them, it's almost like the reason that older kids usually are don't like calculus, for example, is because they're secretly afraid that they're going to try and fail. Mm-hmm. So, you know, most 18-year-olds are like, oh, man, calculus, that's boring, mm-hmm. man. If you really get at it, if you really keep questioning them, it turns out that if you were to tell them that they could actually take an ace calculus, they're like, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. But really, they're afraid that if they try and then they fail, that they're, they don't want to deal with that. So they're like, I'd rather not try. So that right. way, if I fail, it's like, well, because I wasn't right. trying right. it, it's boring, what right? Is that, and that's right. sort of true with everything, yeah. really. It's with, exactly, it's true We're with everything. We're all afraid of failure. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. we all are. And so that's why I was like, you know what? What if a kid who you know has this mindset watches a three-minute rap song about calculus and three minutes, and they're laughing a little bit with the song, mostly at the song, but at the end of the three <laughs> minutes, they're like, Huh, wait, wait. that's how that's Uh all calculus is. It's Uh about how steep slopes are and stuff. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound too bad. Maybe I will give it a shot. Right. Mm -hmm. So the goal is even if a few kids sort of see how accessible and easy the material can be. Right. Again, it just makes the older kids give it a shot a little bit more. And for the younger kids, it actually gets them excited and they want to be in a music video. And so right. it sort of works for all ages in that sense. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I ended up, uh, you know, pulling out my uh, uh, rap skills, which I hadn't used in a decade at that <laughs> well, point. I want to hear about that. Right? So were you, uh, <laughs> yep. did you, were you a rapper in high school mm-hmm. or? Uh, yep. Yep. So, yeah. So like I said, the National Honor Society, uh, you know, I that was the rap song. I, I wrote that one song. And then after that, I wrote a few others. Um, 
And it's funny. It's actually for the NHS rap song. Uh, uh, the Detroit News ended up giving me a twelve thousand dollars scholarship, and published. You know the. Uh, the song? Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. And so um, it was funny because at that point in my life, I had, you know, just, I had, you know, no money whatsoever and I was working at Taco Bell. And all of a sudden in that sort of same week, I got this, you know, a full scholarship to U of M, an extra 12000 to do whatever I want with and like that job at Far From Standard. And wow. I was like, all right. Mm. Uh, but but wow. so that's where I still kept working just as hard because now I was not driven by money but by the passion because I just really right. wanted to. And, and you could have you, know. you just quit mm-hmm. right there and were like, right. hey, I've arrived. Exactly, <laughs> right, right. Did, did you ever want to pursue rap music, though, as a musician, as a uh, hip-hop artist? Was that ever uh, in the back of your mind? Or? I, I think at some point it was when I was, like, first getting started, but I was just, like, so much more intrigued by the I want to make this complicated math thing mm-hmm. seem easy, mm-hmm. you know? And wow. so. And so for me now, music is just a way to, you know, channel that and a way to reach people who would otherwise, you know, not give a second yeah. look at a math equation. Right. right? So so you, you did it for the NHS, but then yep. um, mm-hmm. you revisited the idea again. Yep. To And so what was the first thing, what was the first song you, you wrote, mm-hmm. rewrote? Uh, yeah. So yeah. So like, uh, yeah. So the first song actually was this call, song called Beyond Average. It was about statistics because mm-hmm. the thing about stats is anyone who's taken a stats class uh, knows that the first week of any stats class in America is deceivingly easy, right? It's just like, all right, the average of these numbers, you add them up and divide it by how many numbers there are. And people are like, this is easy. I'm yeah, going to ace yeah, stats. Yeah. And then week two comes around and they're like, the standard deviation is sigma square root. And they're like, what the heck is that? And they're like, the Z-score of the P-value. They're like, all right, I'm out, right? Uh-huh. So basically, uh, I wrote a song that was basically explaining those complicated topics, but in a way that's just as easy as the concept of the average, right? The average is, you know, the, on a, like the middle number, right? It's sort of the expected value. So similarly, standard deviation is just how spread out the numbers are, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the more spread out a data set is, it's a bigger standard deviation of the numbers are close to each other it's a smaller standard deviation and just like showing where the formula comes from just like in english right uh so the song was called beyond average right (laughs) so it's like to be beyond average you should go beyond the average Mm -hmm. standard deviation something you should want to manage (laughs) 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 so when when you how did you introduce this to kids? Were you uh-huh. were you teaching at that time? Right. So that's when. Uh, so at first, uh, the first few songs I made were about the you know at the college level. So this is when you know far from standard. I mean, uh, diagnostics was still going, and so the we were just about wrapping up the in person tutoring phase, and so the kids there at U of M. I just showed it to them and then they started sharing it with their friends and Mm. sort of started stuff started going viral that way. And then the very next song that I wrote was actually about the 2016 elections explaining the Electoral College. Because that's oh, sort of, wow. again, a really big source of confusion for people, right? right? right. And this is like without even picking sides or anything, just saying, yeah. all right. right. And without even saying whether we should have the electoral college system or not. It's just like, what is it? How does it work? Mm-hmm. Right? Because a lot of people are confused. Like, how is it possible mathematically to get more votes and still lose? Mm-hmm. And this is just explaining how this works, how right? Works. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. And this was like before the election. So I didn't even realize this would be one of the cases where the uh, person with less votes would win. Mm-hmm. But again, the song explains how that mm-hmm. would happen, right? Wow. Uh, so it was just, uh, so that was called Let's Go Out and Vote. It's a lot of adults yep. that don't <laughs> wow. understand it. So, right. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Exactly. Yeah, so it was like for yeah. adults, right? Yeah. And so, uh, so that sort of ended up, that was the first song that really sort of went viral and got like a quarter million views on Facebook. Wow. Uh, and that's sort of when I started getting messages from teachers all over the country mm-hmm. saying, hey, you should make a song about this topic. You should make a song about this topic. Wow. Uh, and that's when uh, we had just wrapped up the in-person tutoring phase. And a friend of mine who teaches uh, high school math in Detroit uh, she posted a Facebook status saying, uh, we haven't had a math teacher all year and it's, uh, you know, it's been so long and these kids are like two years behind it on their math. And oh, if anyone goodness. knows a math teacher, please. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. My time just freed up. Mm-hmm. Why not? So I ended up, uh, so I talked to the principal and the, like three days later, I was uh, boy, uh, teaching math. Yeah. 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 Boy, did they get a teacher. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they really did. Yep. yep. So for about a year, I taught uh, high school math in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I made, uh, uh, and there was also, it's like a high school, middle school. It was all like in the same building. Mm-hmm. So uh, the some of the younger kids wanted to make a rap song with me. So I ended up making the uh, the Bruno Mars parody because that's, uh, cool. that's what math likes with <laughs> right. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so... Basically, with the older kids, I we didn't really make songs together, but I would just, you know, have them write lyrics or have, you know, or write lyrics for specific topics and just have them sort of, uh, you know, memorize them for extra credit. So for extra credit, if you come to me at any point of the day and like rap four bars about the math thing, then you got a few extra credit points. And again, it just motivated oh, these wow. kids wow. from Detroit yeah. who otherwise, you know, didn't care about math. And they were like coming to me after school and like saying the standard deviation rap thing. And I'm like, there you go, extra credit points. And these were they were like, you know, they're like, hey, I just found a loophole, man. Yeah, I'm not even going to study for your class. I'm just going to do these raps and get extra credits and get an A that way. I'm like, all right, man. If you And then they ended up doing that. But then they ended up knowing what they're doing and ended up getting an A on the yeah. exam anyway. And they're like, oh, crap. I was like, hi, I tricked you into learning. Uh, <laughs> so what kind of a feedback or response reaction did you get from other teachers or from like the school parents principal and, and parents? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone was just so supportive and so mm-hmm. receptive. And uh, other teachers were like, can I show this in my class? And the principal, uh, we actually had another principal from a school in Utica. Actually, they asked me to come and make a song with their uh, with their school and they like paid me enough where I was then able to use that money to make another song with another lower income school. So that way I was able to balance wow. it out that way. So I ended up making a couple other songs that way. So yeah. are, are the kids that are in your videos, were they <laughs> actually your students? Yeah. Yeah. So basically I also taught one of the uh, seventh grade classes. So I taught some seventh grade and then some 12th grade because it was like a combined thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the seventh graders, uh, those were actually my students that I made the rap song with, the, the Bruno Mars they one. They had to love that. Yeah. yeah that it so was cool. to, to be in a, like mm-hmm. a music video. Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. What an yeah. experience. Yeah. I, I still get messages from them now, like, you know, six months later, you know. Well, it'll be a defining yeah. moment yeah. in their life. They'll never forget that. Right. It yeah. So exactly. That's it's what I'm so hoping. funny. Um, you know, when my kids were younger, they had um, conjunction, junction. I remember when it would come on, they would get up and everybody would be dancing right. and singing. And I'm like, and they would know the words and yeah, all of that. I so, love that. And yeah. it's so funny that, yeah. that, you know, now that you're, you're doing what you're doing for this generation. Right. Because yeah, uh, Jackie and I had the conversation about, um, she was saying, I wonder how, how the parents and how the teachers or if anybody thinks that, oh, they're, you know, it's a lot of singing, they're not learning, and right. that type of thing. But, in this day and age, that's really what gets them motivated. Is right. Exactly. So. And that's that's the thing. So, yeah, I actually think that, yeah, like r- learning rap songs alone is usually not enough mm-hmm. uh, to actually, you know, do really, really well mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, I, I can't really teach 
a concept in a lot of depth with mm-hmm. a rap song. Rap and that's song, why yeah. that's sort of where the diagnostic software is sort of like a complement to this, mm-hmm. where uh, you watch the rap song first to get motivated. Mm-hmm. You're like, I could do this. This makes sense. I kind of have a big picture understanding of what this means. Mm-hmm. And then with the software, now that you're motivated, you can learn and you see if you have any misconceptions and, find, and yeah. then, you know, fix the misconceptions as you go through Makes practice problems. Sense. Right, exactly. So it's sort of meant to be sort of together. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would imagine, too, starting off like that, it changes the perception of, you know, Math isn't just for the extremely intelligent mm-hmm. people. Right, Anybody exactly. can learn it. It's cool. Exactly. And you need to know, and it can be fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. I, to, I wish I, I would have had it. I used to swear walk into a math class. Oh, I, I know. Used to be like, it's oh so my intimidating. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Right. I mean, we're I hoping you don't class. ask us anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a math class nope. in college, and the professor put three equations on the board and said, if you can't do these problems, You're, you shouldn't be in this class. Right? I picked I up my stuff and I walked out. It was, it was like, it was, that was it for me. I was like, nope, I have right. no idea what you're talking about. Right, which, right. which in, in, by the teacher putting those on the board, it saved you a lot of time oh, in, in money. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's yeah. go into a couple things here because I, mm-hmm. I know we're running out of time, oh, sure. unfortunately. But mm-hmm. um, so when did, is that how MC School evolved? Yep, exactly. So when I made that first rap song just to try to figure out how to motivate my students at diagnostics at first, that's sort of when I sort of was brainstorming with my diagnostics team. I was like, all right, what should my rapper name be? I sort of said that as a joke, but then they all had like a four-hour staff meeting <laughs> to try to figure out what my rap name would be. Like, yeah, like a Dr. Insight, like Dr. Dre. I was like, Doctor, and then it's like, uh, like four hours of bad ideas later, uh, we came up with MC School, cool. where school was the acronym of spread knowledge using lyrics and entertainment and i was like that's great let's oh, do it wow. you know that is so cool yeah. i just love it and then after that once we started getting some donations from other people to make more songs i was like you know what uh we should actually make a non-profit for mm-hmm. this so then we started school.org okay, oh, okay. So that's technically not our my non-profit mm-hmm. uh you know so how can people um mm-hmm. help uh, yeah. So honestly, uh, just spreading the word is probably the easiest way because a lot of the things is a lot of teachers out there still don't know about us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so just even sharing uh, sharing songs or something as simple as that, uh, the goal is just to get a lot of students uh, and teachers access to these videos in their classroom, right? Just to help motivate them. What, what, so. Is your target market then the schools and the teachers because right. then they'll make yep. the recommendations to exactly. the students? Is that how that works? Yep, yep. Okay. And I would imagine um, money donations too would probably help, right? Right, exactly. Especially like for videos and everything exactly. else. Exactly, yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, what's the name of the organization? Mm-hmm. Uh, school.org, S-K-U-L-E dot org. Dot org. Okay. Yep, exactly. So that's one way to uh, make some financial donations, or um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever look for volunteers, um, mm-hmm. but that's how they can contact right. you. Right, okay. exactly. Yep. So yeah, usually when we have like a music video shoot, uh, yeah, usually we get volunteers, just people to like, you know, help with the set or help mm-hmm. uh, keep the kids entertained while we're in between takes or stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? This is uh, fantastic. So, yeah. This is so cool. Yeah. This is really, really cool. And there's so much research right now yeah. um, proving how music um, is just a powerful way of learning. Absolutely. Yeah. So y- you you're like ahead of. I it. wish yeah, that I really, would. I know. I, I might I might just go take a math class now. Yeah. I think I missed out. <laughs> awesome. You know. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um. I I'm just curious. Uh, did was there a teacher in your life when you were yeah, a child that, that really made, made ah. an impact and. Honestly, yeah, there was uh so this particular teacher, Mrs. Pence, my AP biology teacher, uh, she sort of went above and beyond and she Mm -hmm. just always made herself available and just she was the first sort of teacher that I had where uh, she actually sort of 
explicitly said what those misconceptions are. And that to me was just fascinating where instead of just saying, uh, explaining the lecture and then some students get it wrong, some students get it right and then moving on during the lecture, she would like say, all right, most of you will get this wrong by saying this, mm-hmm. avoid it because mm-hmm. of the, and just like just making those misconceptions explicit. And again, just being very accessible and having that attitude that anyone in the world can learn biology sort of just totally shaped how I started viewing, you know, myself as an educator and how anyone can learn any math, right? So wow. it's just about finding the way to and make how does your it. family feel about mm-hmm. all your success? Uh, yeah, so they're they're very supportive yeah. uh, with everything. Uh, you know, at first I was so it's funny because uh at first I was the one who was like I said, skeptical, like I don't think I should start a business, you know, <laughs> diagnostics and I thought that my family was gonna be like, Yeah, be yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, yeah, don't uh-huh. just get a regular job or something, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> right? You shouldn't start your own business. But everyone was like, No, yeah, we think you're onto something here, go for it. Wow, that's that's great. Great. Great to you help anyway. Wow. So like, yeah, so that yeah. was definitely very But see, helpful. your family knows you. Right. So they know yeah. what you can do. Yeah. A lot of times they see beyond mm-hmm. where you're looking. So, right, yeah. right. Definitely. Are, how do you view fear and failure? Yeah, honestly, I, uh, I've uh, I've been plagued by it more than I probably let on. Right? Really? Yeah, exactly. Mm. But in you the past few years, no. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throughout every sort of point, I was there were several nights where I was just like up late at night, worried about things, and just like, oh, this isn't gonna happen, or I'm not gonna be able to do this thing. But uh, somehow, just pulling through mm-hmm. at the end, and essentially, I just realized I was just so afraid of failure that I realized, you know what? Failing is actually good because it shows you that it's not that scary. Exactly. And then once you sort of start seeing every single failure as a learning opportunity, now I'm like, you can't lose. You either win you or you learn. Right. You can right. get wow. back up. If right. You fail. That's fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. So that. what's next for the company? What's next mm-hmm. for you? Uh, so for diagnostics, at this point, we're just looking to make other subjects like the robot Rohan for different mm-hmm. subjects. And again, get uh, once we're done with the beta testing, get all schools, uh, as many as we can, just signed up to start using the software for their students. And for school.org, again, just continue doing what we're doing and making more music videos and getting more schools to use our videos in their classrooms. You know? Oh, that's okay. great. So, yeah. Well, this, so this, awesome. this almost sounds like a no-brainer, really. Yeah. I can't imagine really. any school not wanting yeah. to Me have either. this kind Thank of uh, yeah. help. Um Anybody else? I know. I'm I like just take yeah, it over I'm here. I'm honestly just floored. Like this is me so too. cool. I'm so bummed that I didn't have this kind of and, stuff. And I hated so, math in high school. Me too. Oh my god, I was Ugh. so confused. Mm-hmm. And I would, and I went in for extra help. You know, and I was like, mm-hmm. even and you in, still, you go in for extra help, yeah. and it's like the tutor, you, the person you had, and it's like, okay, I'm more confused than I was before. Yeah. And in you know, college, so. I made friends with my teachers, and that's the only reason why I passed. Mm, right, right. <laughs> my mm. one teacher, she was like. You know, mm-hmm. I was the only one that would go on for extra help, and so she liked me, so they passed yeah. me in the class, yeah, but exactly. I should not have passed. Yeah. Do you, so do you mm-hmm. think, um, you know, I mean, there, like I said, there's a lot of research that proves that, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, music is such a powerful way to um, learn. Mm-hmm. Do you think that also having, um, you know, these kids participate in these rap videos and, and teaching through rap or whatever kind of music mm-hmm. is a way of, creating an inclusive teaching environment absolutely learning environment mm-hmm. for kids absolutely yeah so that that's another thing as you were saying where uh yeah watching a rap song like yeah that's you're it's gonna stick with you for a little bit but being in a rap song you're gonna hold on to that for your life mm-hmm. right right and so kids yeah, that, one thing i observed about that was 
uh, kids who normally wouldn't participate in class, like when I was just like explaining a math, you know, like a regular math lesson, right. you know, you have some kids who are participating, some kids who are just zoned out. And it's and always kids the same are, kids. It's right? always the same kids, mm-hmm. right? And then some kids who are just like quiet, not participating, but still paying it, paying attention, but like not participating. That was me. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of kids. And uh, basically once putting it in this rap format and a lot of them started coming out of their shells and... Uh, I thought it would be sort of the opposite that they're going to be even more intimidated with like rap stuff. But they were like, they started coming out of their shells or like asking really good questions about. So in that line, when he said this, does that mean every equation has 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 to have an equal oh, sign? Wow. And I'm like, that's a great question. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know you could talk. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, definitely, it's just another way to get more kids involved. And yeah. you know, absolutely. I wonder if you know. I mean, I don't know if they're eventually would be a way if everybody's really doing this and the schools incorporating mm-hmm. there's a, a, a shift in how things are being taught mm. if this could also reduce school violence because Absolutely. Of, they're they're more on the same level Right. Uh, playing yeah. field, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Well, yeah. That would be fascinating. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it, that it, could it be could your probably next project. With bullying and stuff right. Too, I'm well, sure. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah bullying right. usually comes from insecurity. Exactly. You know? and it's exactly. Yeah. Insecurities and mm-hmm. so this could are... solve a lot of problems. I think right. not right. just math problems. Right. Exactly. Is that your mission? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so actually, you're absolutely right. So one of the so the person that I co-founded School.org with Amber, she she also you know raps and she was in. Uh, she's in all the music videos with me. And so uh, one thing she wanted to do was, you know, like we should make an anti-bully rap song. Mm, yes. like, yeah. So that's, that'll be of, great. that's in the works as well. So oh, not sure great. yet exactly when that'll come out. So still, uh, wow. uh, but yeah, but that's sort of when we had the idea to do stuff that's not just about like, you know, math or statistics. And mm-hmm. so actually last year we made a song about uh, gender equality. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and we so, saw that. Yeah. yeah and that so was... treating, you know, boys and girls the same. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that actually got a million views. That's my right. only song that's, you know, mm-hmm. passed a million so far. You know yeah, how many rock sort of... stars would love to have a million yeah. views on your videos? <laughs> and yeah. you did it right. with, uh, with right. your math. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's where, so with that, uh, and, yeah, thankfully we had like a few feminist organizations who had like a large audience that like shared it on their page and that's mm, sort of how yeah. we were able to spread the word. And uh, yeah, and so that's where just getting into like social issues as well. Wow. Uh, again, without picking political sides, right? Even with mm-hmm. the Electoral College song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and and even with the feminism song, the whole point was actually, it's not so much like, Yay, go feminists, but more like explaining to the world what the word feminism Me, means. Right. Right. Yeah, because, right. Uh, yeah, I remember first hearing the word feminist uh, when I was 18, and I was like, uh, I don't, re- I'm not really a feminist. You see, I believe the boys and girls are equal. I don't think girls are better. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, well, actually, feminism, it might not sound like it, but if you look in the dictionary, it means believing that genders are equal. And I was like, I did not know that. <laughs> it does mean that. Oh my gosh, I'm a feminist. Like this. So, wow. so that's when I became a feminist, yeah. right? And so the that song is mostly funny. just about that, about being mm-hmm. comfortable using the word or, you know, understanding what, you know, people mean when they say that word for the most yeah. part, you know? And so, yeah. So oh, where do you want to be when you look back yeah. 10, mm-hmm. 15 years from now? What do you hope to see? Oh, man. Um, so honestly, I think that, you know, like longer term, I think my goal, like, will will actually be to be a college professor because I think that way I'll be able to, uh, you know, just work with the students. I think the older I get, the more I'm realizing that working with kids is great, but I don't want to do that like every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that working with college kids though is like the perfect age where they're they're old and mature enough mm-hmm. where they, uh, you know, they're open-minded. Some of them. Some of them, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, some of them. Um, you know, but 
you know, but they're still they're they have a lot to learn, mm-hmm. and I just feel like they're they're the age group that I sort of connect with the most as mm-hmm. far as like a day to day teaching goes. Yeah, and I think that longer term. I also don't think that I could stay out of the classroom long term because mm-hmm. what I'm doing now, uh, you know, making, you know, making videos and uh, just spreading the software and stuff. All that's fun. But at some point, I'm going to miss being in front of students teaching every day. I see the the passion in, oh, in yeah. your, in your yeah. face when mm-hmm. you talk Thank about you. being Thank in the you. classroom and do stuff. You, yeah. They're lucky to have you. You're mm-hmm. You're more yeah. passionate about math as a subject or mm-hmm. are you more passionate about the teaching. why, the, the yeah, definitely the, the why. how, okay. definitely the how and the why and the yeah. teaching. It's funny because at some point, believe it or not, uh, uh, I actually didn't like math. I was good at it, but I actually didn't like it mostly because it was like this is unnecessarily confusing. Mm. I don't like this. <laughs> sure, I understand it, but point. I don't really like it. That's, that's... Uh, and then it wasn't until so I ended up majoring in college in economics and math, a double majored. But I. The only reason I took math was to understand the economics better. Mm. So I, I, so when I started college, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to take any more math. I'm going to teach the calculus because I like teaching that. But I, I don't really like advanced math. And so, uh, but once I started taking more econ classes and loving that, and I realized math can be used, that's when. So math was only just like a tool to uh, have my true, fa- a true passion of teaching and all that. You know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, that's amazing. This just sounds fantastic. It really does. I mean, you're yeah. going to be one of those people that's going to shift the whole way education works. And, yeah. and I'm going to be standing right up there saying, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> he was on our show yeah. when he was MC yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> now well, he's doctor yeah. school. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations. And again, give us the um, the website. Sure, absolutely. Yep. What's the uh, it's uh, www.skule.org. Okay, so All they right. uh, people can get on that, and, and, and we'll post mm-hmm. when we post yeah, we'll, uh, this podcast. We'll put up the links as sure. well to Absolutely. to diagnostics right. and to school, and awesome. that's a way for people to get a hold of you yep. and exactly. um, and help out promoting the yep. programs, donating money for videos, yep. volunteering, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. All right, well, okay. thank you so much for your well, time. Thank you for today. having me. You guys are awesome. Thank you. So um, now we have a little tradition here yep. on the Nooner Show. Okay, so we have our fortune cookies, so mm-hmm. we're going to toss the cookies, okay. and whatever way the prongs face, that means that fortune was meant for you. Uh-huh. So I did this bad last time. So I yeah, you did. Make sure. But you did it. Okay. Where, I one? think, mm-hmm. yes, sure. that one's MC. I want to um, wrap our name, too, Nora. We should change ours. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. We can't wrap, though. And we can't do math either, so yeah. that's not going to work. <laughs> uh, okay, so how are we going to end this after we read the fortune, In though? school? In school. In school. Yeah. In school. Okay. Yeah, like that. Okay, so Rocky, why don't you do the first one? Okay, give me a minute. Just one. Let's see what it says. Okay. Oh, wow. Good things will come to you in due course of time in school. In school. Okay, go ahead, Rowan. Uh, your determination will bring you much success. Uh, yeah. In, in school. school. In school. Yeah. <laughs> this weekend will bring you a surprise. In school. In school. Yeah. And we're talking about S-K-U-L-E. <laughs> yeah. Opportunities surround you if you know where to look in school. Mm-hmm. Opportunities are always there in school. Uh, you will be called in to fulfill a position of high honor and responsibility in school. school. Poor Jessica is not feeling That's good sick. today. And she came in for us. I know, oh. and she's probably saying, I don't want to be called at all. Oh, yeah. 
Thank you, Jessica. Yeah, thank you, Jess. We hope My you're pleasure. feeling better. Yeah. Thank and you. Uh, thank you, Rowan Shaw. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. much. We and, enjoy uh, everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good luck with everything. Oh, we'll be you so following much. you. We'll post yeah. the links. Sounds and good. Um, we wish you all the very best. It sounds like you're you're going to really change a lot of lives for people well, who didn't, yeah. didn't think that they could learn. And mm-hmm. you're going to give them a whole new way of doing it. And hopefully then the the schools of violence will go away. Right. um, Revolutionize the world. You didn't even know it. Yeah. (laughs) What uh, what song are we going to close? We're actually going to close with uh, one of uh, MC School's uh, rap songs, I think, right? Yeah. What's the... Which one are we closing with? The math. The math one? I, I don't have the mm-hmm. whole title. I didn't download yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Didn't oh, yeah. Know. No problem. Yeah. I guess 99 math problems, perhaps. Mm-hmm. No, the other one. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh math that's what likes. math likes? Yeah. yeah. That's what that's math, math likes, likes. Yeah. which is okay. the one he um, with my collaborate. Yeah. Oh, one thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who, If you could collaborate with any hip-hop artist, who would it be? Ooh. Oh, man. I got to just throw that one out there. I think... Pharrell, probably. Oh, because, okay. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can right. see it. Yeah, yeah. I can see It's probably going to happen. Yeah. So before we close. Yep. Sometimes the only mode of transportation available. Is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith Thank with you, us. Thank you, guys. Happy, happy hump day. day. Happy hump day. Hi, class. So um, today we're going to talk about uh, equations. So the word equation... Um, comes from the word equal and um, an equation, let's say we have x minus 6 is uh, negative 4. Equations always have two parts, like a sequel. Equation, equation, the word comes from equal. The two parts are the left and the right, and the equal sign in the middle will write. The two sides always have to balance out. That's what the equal sign is all about. To add six to the left, you know what to do. Make sure you add six to the right side, too. Problem I'm not loving in my mind all day revolving. Got an X in my equation, so let's go and get to solving. Write it all out, write it, write it for me. Don't you give up now, get it right for me. I got a problem I'm not loving in my mind all day revolving. Got an X in my equation, so let's go and get to solving. Write it all out, write it, write it for me. Don't you give up now, get it right for me. Jump to the next step We get add some miles on it Add to the other side of balance Keeps a smile on You can solve it, baby You can solve it all Now you know X equals 2X by itself On one side That's where we end up every time Lucky for math, that's what I like That's what I like Lucky for math, that's what I like That's what I like X by itself on one side That's where we end up every time Lucky for math, that's what I like That's what I like Lucky for math, that's what I like That's what I like I've got a problem I'm not loving In my mind all day revolving Got an X in my equation So let's go and get to solving Write it all out Write it, write it for me Don't you give up now Get it right for me Problem I'm not loving in my mind all day revolving. Got an X in my equation, so let's gonna 
smiles on it Add to the other side of balance Keeps a smile on You can solve it, baby You can solve it all Now you know X equals 2 X by itself on one side That's where we end up every time Lucky for math, that's what I like That's what I like Lucky for math, that's what I like That's what I like X by itself on one side That's where we end up every time Lucky for math, that's what I like That's what I like Lucky for math, that's what I like That's what I like 